Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of You've Been Watching, the behind-the-scenes podcast with the behind-the-scenes people. Because, like always, the behind-the-scenes people have the best opinions you never hear. Like Brian Morton always telling you, you were wrong, and here's why. Because <laughs> I'm smarter than you. No Dave Rieger this week. We couldn't get Dave because Thank Dave God. was... Uh, Dave has a retaining fee, and we weren't going to buy him more Denver Broncos gear. <laughs> Plus, so. we don't like him. Well, we don't like him. That was, I was trying to be nice about it, but uh, yeah, nice. we don't like him very much. I'm sorry, if you met me, I'm not nice. <laughs> no, no, that's and that's understandable. It is what it is. Uh, this week, we're going to review, and look, these these uh, these two we're doing for the next couple episodes, they're, they're movies that have been out for a little bit, but one of us, we're not going to name names, took a while to get to them, so we've got to, uh, we're, we're reviewing in the past, but these are ones that we've teased on the show before as ones we were kind of looking forward to. Yeah. Now we'll let you know if the wait was worth it. Uh, first one's going to be Elvis. Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. Like a man. Like a Bush. Like a man. Austin Butler, Tom Hanks. This, this, I mean, the cast, other than them, it was relatively unknown. There were a couple, you know, famous people. But for the most part, it was a, a relatively unknown cast. But it was also a cast that I felt they cast everybody kind of perfectly. Everybody fit the roles great. B.B. King, yeah. Little Richard. Even Priscilla, to an extent. I, I, I don't know a ton about her other than the Naked Gun movies. Yeah. But it, it, it looked great. And... We've said it. Austin Butler, you almost could forget that Elvis Presley wasn't actually in this movie. I did at forget points. At, at a few times. I did forget until the very end when they made the switch. I didn't know. I, or I knew, but it was like I, you could completely dismiss everybody except Tom Hanks. Yeah. I never did not see Tom Hanks in a fat suit. Same. You same. Know. I, never, <clears throat> I never lost that thread. That thread stayed with me the whole time. Yes. And. Look, uh, Baz Luhrmann movie, so it's very, if you're, if you're someone that can see past the over-the-top dream sequences, like him walking around a casino, playing slot machines to set up yes. the movie, and the fact that we're talking about a, a 50s icon walking down the street in... Uh, Mississippi, wasn't it? Mississippi, yes. Yeah, I was blanking. No, uh, Memphis. It was Memphis. Memphis. Downtown Memphis. Downtown That's where Elvis Memphis. born and raised. But you have modern-day hip-hop playing in the background. Yeah. It's, you, you, again, it was they, they had little things that he does that are his touch, and yeah, stylized. Some so. of it worked. Some of it, I feel like we could have done without. Because to me, I needed more of a like. If you're going to do a great story about Elvis, we need that. I don't need the big dream sequences right. and the weird fantasies that never actually happened. Because this is a very true story, and it's a very famous story that. Everybody knows to some extent or another. It's the Colonel Tom Parker part that people may not know too much about. Yeah, and I felt this was sort of, it was Elvis's story, but through a Colonel Tom Parker lens. Mm -hmm. You know, so, well, you got Elvis's story, but you got more of Colonel Tom Parker than you probably knew about. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there I didn't know about, like working with Hank Snow, mm -hmm. who you probably, you don't, you might not know. Yeah. And that kind of stuff I thought was interesting, and him being a carny, which I'd always yeah. heard that he was just a carny. Huckster, even when Elvis was popular and he was still managing him, it was like, oh, you know, Colonel Tom Parker's just a carny. Hmm. And it's like, and seeing it, it's like, yeah, that's the way he kind of booked and, and worked with Elvis. Like Elvis was just another carnival attraction that yep. he promoted. That kind of became, yeah, pretty big. The thing I, I loved, and I, I went into it because the, in the trailer, when I told you you had to see the trailer for this movie, it was so good. The opening line of that trailer is, there will some that will call me the villain of this story. And I, I went into it thinking, okay, well, we know he didn't treat Elvis great, but maybe he wasn't the villain. Maybe he was a, a someone who had the best interest. And I'm sorry, I made it four minutes in that movie, and I'm like, oh, God, you're a bad guy. You're just a bad guy. <laughs> there's no there's no way to tailor this. Yes, you got Elvis all this, but you 50% of his 
wages went to you. He wanted to leave and you gave him an obscene amount of money to buy out that you knew he couldn't do. You forced him into these situations without ever even getting his. I mean, think about it. At one point, he makes a napkin deal with someone for Elvis's services and never even cons- asks Elvis if he's interested in it. He just does it on his behalf. Yeah, because Elvis was young and just wanted to be rich and famous. No, but at this time, Elvis was already Elvis. This is later in the, when they... But he could take Elvis to another level that Elvis needed to get to. Mm-hmm. And Elvis's goal, at least as portrayed in the movie, I don't know, I never met, never met Elvis, yeah. was just to take care of his family, mostly his mother. We all know mm-hmm. Elvis was very connected to his mother. So it's like, yeah, that made sense because Graceland, he bought for his mother. That was really his mother's house, mm-hmm. not his. And and it was, it is interesting to see, yes, Colonel Tom Parker took advantage of Elvis, but on some level, Elvis was kind of willing to be taken advantage of to get where he wanted to be. He was trusting. Yes. When he shouldn't have been trusting. And if you watch it, again, like, you'd know more than I would about Elvis. I know enough. But it also seemed like Tom Parker knew the right move to make at the right time, like making Elvis, or Elvis's dad, his... Uh, finance head of finances yeah knowing full well this man has no idea what he's doing and all that money coming in is going to be too much for him to you know keep track of and then you see throughout the movie him giving elvis you know a hard time for his spending habits it's like well this is supposed to be what you're responsible for if you had done it the right way that that money that he has to pay at the end to get out of his contract would have been chump change but and that happens to a lot of artists where they're the money is just pouring in now well in two years, it's going to dry up, and you have to be thinking about that. And the people with the real business managers can make that last forever. And we saw, you know, at one point, Elvis was bankrupt. Oh, yeah. You know, so he has to work in Las Vegas, and that mm-hmm. leads to the drug use, which I, 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 they sort of implied that Started Colonel Tom early. Parker working him so hard is what led to the drug use. I'm not 100% sure that's true, you know, but I'm sure it contributed to it. Oh, I'm sure it didn't you know. hurt. Um, I guess let's break it down all the way here. Austin Butler as Elvis, amazing, phenomenal, and you you yes. read. I, I told you I didn't know. I, I you read though that that was him singing. Bev looked it up. Okay. Bev did the deep dive like she always does, and mm-hmm. she was like, he was singing. It's like if he's singing, uh, he doesn't need to do anything else. Go to Las Vegas, and you could be Elvis now. Yeah, you got a career. <laughs> you got a career. Uh, I, just just I mean everything he did was great, but just alone the. Uh, I'm going to call it the Christmas special yeah. that they were trying to film. Just his singing in that and the, the, the song he does at the end to kind of sell it over the top was phenomenal. I, I was like, if that's him, like you said, you, yeah. you, you don't have to do anything for the rest of your life. Now, you're an actor and you want to and you're a young actor. Yeah. But you've literally just done the, the, the thing you have to do and you could be Elvis. If worst comes to worst, you could be an Elvis impersonator for the rest of your life. Now, <laughs> like I said, the impression, or I guess the voice was great. The singing was great. You know, even the look was great, but you oh, yeah. you said you kind of lost it. We're like, oh, that's that's not, that's actually him. That's not Elvis. The only thing I that got me on that was that early on in the movie, like at the carnival and all, mm-hmm. that, it was a little too emo Elvis for me. Yeah, at first, it, it when he puts on the eye makeup, kind of for the first time, it does yeah. seem a little weird. And I I haven't gone back to look to see if Elvis actually wore eyeliner. Mm-hmm. He might have, because yeah. that wasn't uncommon. Little Richard did it in the fifties yeah. too, and it was a way to uh, for people to see your eyes better when you were on stage from for further away. They could yeah. see you emote yeah, better. Pink suit and all that. Yeah, yeah no, I... and so but but as far as like the dancing, the women reacting, it's like 
it was, I don't know why, that was what drew me in. When suddenly he was stunned that the women were having this reaction to him. It was like, yeah, this is Elvis. I remember, I don't remember it happening. I was, I wasn't born yet. I remember my mom having that reaction still to Elvis mm-hmm. in the seventies. Oh, it's Elvis. Oh, well, <laughs> you know? and, and I feel like the other reason it's, it, it's a little like out of ordinary is because that's the Elvis we never really saw. There wasn't, you know, him on every TV channel yeah. and every newspaper. Cause I also don't remember Elvis. I know I remember Elvis as far back as I can being that scrawny, like very skinny kind of wiry kind of guy. It wasn't until like later on, like to me, he became Elvis in full, about when they did the whole, uh, like, him going to the Army, coming back with Priscilla, yeah. Viva Las Vegas. I was like, all right, now he looks, sounds, acts to a T like Elvis. Yeah, and he was, he was Elvis before that, but that, that was what I had, I, I, and I looked it up. It's like, yes, he was having a lot of trouble with, um, like, standards and yeah. practices, and that was what going into the Army solved for him, was now he's All-American, and when he came home, he was our hero coming back to us. And I thought, that's interesting because you don't see that a lot. But I do remember reading about, you know, Elvis went in the Army and people, like, lost their mind and thought his career was over because they didn't think he would ever come back from it. And it was it was interesting to watch it play out in this movie the way it did because it started with the crazy women screaming and the men hating him. Like, I love the guy that yelled at him to get a haircut. Yeah, get a haircut, Buttercup. Yes, I, I do remember. I do remember hearing when I, when I was a kid, and I can remember this vividly. Watching the Beatles get off the plane in New York. Now that's sixty three or sixty four, mm. so I'm just a little kid. I I was literally sitting on the floor playing with a truck, and I remember my dad saying, "Look at them, look like a bunch of girls with that hair." Now it's like you look at the Beatles and go, they're conservative businessmen. (laughs) So to see them yell at Elvis was like, this is kind of funny. The the screaming scene, though, like you're referring to in the opening, that's how that's how uh, Colonel Tom finds him is they hear he hears this song. It's it's we have to see this guy. He goes to the showing and basically they start playing and out of nowhere. These girls just start like, but responding. Yeah, they were responding. But for you, I for you, I want to ask. This felt a little Baz Luhrmann screaming. Like I don't feel like one girl would have started screaming, and it was like it almost seemed like it was contagious. Like that girl screamed, and all yeah. of a sudden the infection got to me. I feel like it would have been more of just like groups going. Yes. It wouldn't have just been some girl going, "What is this? I don't understand," and I have to scream. So. That to me felt a little Baz Luhrmann-y. I was like, "You're kind of dramatizing this." It, in a way. it did, but it it worked in the context of the movie because it started with the boyfriend yelling at him to get his hair cut, and then it was his girlfriend mm-hmm. who started with the oh, you know, the minute he started, <laughs> it was like this physical reaction she was having to Elvis gyrating, mm-hmm. and then it did it slowly spread. I, I I was laughing at the sequence, and even my wife was like, "Oh come on!" It's like, "Yeah, but it's working," and she goes, "Yeah," because. It went from this one woman, and it was like a contagion through the audience, and suddenly every woman in the audience and all the men were like, what is going on? <laughs> I just, for me, I, I, it worked for me. For me, I feel like if you had put like a horror track over it, it could have been like a scary, like the opening Absolutely. Of a, opening the way like she, a zombie apocalypse. It was when he was. twitched his legs, it was like somebody punched her in the stomach. She went, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it had, it's just how they did it and how they, yes. uh, by the way, side note. Could you pull off the pink suit? Oh, God, no. God, I, I, I think I'd give it a shot, but that was just a look on its own. Like, you you don't see that anymore. 
in any way, shape, or form. I wouldn't form. even try to pull it off because, you know, you would wear it once around here and your balls would never be unbusted. No, it's very <laughs> true. Yeah, no. Man, I thought I was going to get him on that one. <laughs> All right, so we agreed. Austin Butler's Elvis was great. Yes. Now we go to the other side where we said we couldn't get away from it. Tom Hanks, yeah. one of the most decorated, storied, you know, thought of actors in the history of cinema, but at least in our lives, Colonel Tom Parker. And like yeah. we both said, all we saw was Tom Hanks in a fat suit. Yeah. The accent was okay. Like you said, it comes and goes. Lost it a, little a little bit. But the character, I thought uh, Austin Butler worked so well, I could ignore Tom Hanks because of the the way the story was built, you could see Colonel Tom Parker manipulating things, making Dad the business manager was just a way to keep them in his fold and doing the things he did. Well, you could see how manipulative this guy was to Elvis. That Elvis wasn't that bright as a businessman, and then Austin but or uh, Colonel Tom Parker is clearly saying what he knows Elvis wants to hear to keep yeah, Elvis back. with yeah. him. Yeah, you know, and and but so. The, in the story, it worked, but I just I never didn't see Tom Hanks there. And and the the accent thing I told you the first time yeah. around bothered me. Like I said, I went back and watched it a second time just to kind of be like, am I over criticizing this? Um, and the only thing I got out of it was maybe Tom Hanks actually made a conscious choice there because he wanted to sound like he was actually from America. So every so often he'd try to like not sound like he's from another country to impress somebody. Yeah, and it, but to me it also when I watched it the first time I'm like. You got to be able to do the accent all the way through. If you're going to do an accent, yeah. it can't come in and come out and come in. All I was thinking of was Kevin Costner's Robin Hood, where he was British in one scene, <laughs> yeah. and the next scene he was completely American again. <laughs> yeah. um, but when it comes to that, like like we said, Tom Hanks is just a phenomenal actor. There's not too many roles that you could say, Tom Hanks is going to play that role, and you yeah. go, yeah, I don't know about yeah. that one. And I'm not saying he couldn't have done this well, but would it almost have been better for the movie if someone say, and I'm trying to think of someone who's a little bit bigger, I, I'll just, John Goodman. If like John yeah. Goodman played Colonel Tom Parker, because the frame is not something you have to think about because he always looks that way. Now all you got to do is make sure he can do the accent yeah. and the performance. Not to say he couldn't do You're it. You're right. If it's a bigger guy. But would someone like that have maybe gotten you a little more of a, you would have yeah. gotten away from saying, oh, that's John Goodman playing a Dutch guy instead of just yeah. the other way yeah. around. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it would have. And you're right. John Goodman has, he's now a skinny dude. He's skinnier. But, but you're right. Old, old John Goodman, it's like I've seen, there's a movie called Matinee. Where he plays basically a um, a William Castle character, and it's an amazing movie. It's very hard to find, but he would. He, that is almost the Colonel Tom Parker character yeah. with the big cigar and the and the flamboyant over the top sort of. I was thinking more like Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Yes, uh, he plays almost the, the same thing kind of thing. Which yes, would have worked perfectly. Yeah, and again, I, I, I off the top of my head, I was trying to think of someone, and John Goodman came to my mind. Right, but and he would have worked. And he perfectly. is he is skinnier now, so you know. but old John Goodman. Would have fit perfectly, and yes, if the accent stayed the same, and John Goodman does play a very good con man, bad yeah. guy, he would have slid right into that role. And yeah, I think I wouldn't have seen, um, I wouldn't have seen John Goodman for after a while. Like at first, you saw Austin Butler. Yeah. After about four scenes, like, oh, this is Elvis. Yeah. You know <laughs> exactly. No, I, I think it would have worked a lot better. And like we said, this was probably one of those things. Like Tom Hanks is on board. That's gonna get. Us, that's gonna get this yes. script greenlit. We're gonna make this movie. You lose Tom Hanks, and it might be real hard to get it going again. Right. Without finding the right person, and the, and that's the thing. A lot of the great actors you would want have to go into fat suits, and that's not right unless you can do it great. And I think that's the other problem is I think if they could have 
made it look less like Tom Hanks right here. Yeah. You almost would have had me, but the problem was all you had to do was put your hands up like this. Yes. And you could just see Tom Hanks' face with fat cheeks, and it's like, yeah, I, I can't lose, the, like I said, I can't lose the thread. Yeah. Really now, can't. the story was strong enough <clears throat> that I could ignore it. Okay. It just, it was like, that was never not Tom Hanks. It was just Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah. Where Austin Butler, at some point, it was like, yeah, that's just Elvis. I forgot about it being an actor playing Elvis. Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks, I never forgot that. But the, that being said, the story was strong enough. It didn't distract me from the story. I didn't, you know, not to a great degree. No, and I, I, I can agree with that. I mean, the only part where, this is the only part where you and I were different, because you came in and said it, and I was like, I... I I, on the other hand, saw it was when they got to Fat Elvis at the end. You said that you, you were watching him do it, and all of a sudden, you the only reason you realized it wasn't yeah. Austin Butler was because of the microphone. I always saw Butler, Elvis, Butler, Elvis. But you said you you said it's... It, when it, they put him in the fat suit, and they... Now, standing up in the fat suit, yes. yes. The minute he sat down at the piano... Sitting at the piano, yeah. And the guy was holding the microphone for him. I didn't know it was not Elvis at first. Okay. Until they cut and put in some actual Elvis footage, I had to rewind and go, oh, the microphone changed color. Because the, the microphone in the movie was a black uh, windscreen. Mm -hmm. The real microphone has a gray windscreen. And I rewound and went, oh, that's not Elvis. That's him. And my even my wife went, well, I thought they, that was Elvis too. I was like, no, this, now it's Elvis. And it's like, oh, my God. It's like, yeah, I, uh, that was one like... Uh, I, they did a great job, and it was so similar. Yeah. But uh, there were a couple times where I'm like, oh, they're going to flip back. They're going to give us Elvis footage, yeah. Butler footage, Elvis footage. But it was mostly Butler footage until the end. It was. And, and I thought it was great. Now, my big loss on this was, one, like I said, I think they, they went a little too long in certain parts. Yeah. But I also feel like once they got to the, like, what we'll call the end, they just kind of ended it. Like, they didn't really, like work up to how like it was one of those things where he's sitting in the car saying bye to his daughter and two minutes later the credits roll and i was like wow you guys didn't really like or maybe even like reflect i, I feel like it would have been better for if you're telling this story because tom parker was around so much longer yeah if maybe they had shown a little bit of life after elvis a little bit i don't know how much further you go because the movie's called elvis i get it but it's also being told from the perspective of someone that isn't elvis of course so you have that ability but how much further then do you go because once elvis is gone then it became mostly a legal battle between Colonel Tom Parker and Elvis's estate oh. about money and I mean, control. I mean more like I think it would have been really great if you see Tom Parker find this guy who's the next big thing. I think it would have been great if you know you announce Elvis's death. Who was that person? Who was that next big person after Elvis that kind of like you know Elvis had the impact of? You get that kind of thing. Like I don't just think there has been. Well, I'm just saying like you get kind of like the and all a lot of these movies where we see you know the artists die at the end, like the musician or the actor would have died. It's always like the, the legacy afterwards. We never really got that. We just got what you said. We got the bullet points of Tom Parker and, you know, the, see, you know, the guy, Tom I didn't Parker have ended a, up I didn't have a, I, I didn't want to see more of Tom Parker walking around with his, you know, hospital gown and his IV pole wandering through more casinos. I was like, no, no, I'm not. I thought it ended well with <clears throat> the plane flying off and then sort of fading away because that's sort of, you know, how you want to remember Elvis. You don't want to remember, you know, laying on the bathroom floor with his it, pants around to, his ankles. Yeah. You didn't want I didn't to need that with scene. Saying, uh, I'll be right back. I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. You didn't want it to end that way? Exactly. You know? like, uh oh, man. <laughs> this one might be dangerous. We're gonna yeah. figure this out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I didn't have a problem with the way it ended. 
Uh, maybe a little bit further. Maybe tell me what actually happened to Tom Parker, what he did afterwards. Did he just retire and live off of his money? He lived off his money, you know, yeah. and, and, and live off of Elvis's money mostly. Yeah, he's, Although he's probably he's, the one that turned Graceland into a museum. You let's be could make the argument that if it wasn't for Tom Parker, there wouldn't have been all that money. That Elvis might not have made that next step. See, I think it would have been tough because the thing is, Tom Parker discovered Elvis to an extent, but you got to think, the way that starts is the people he's working with at the carnival listening to Elvis's record. Now, maybe Elvis doesn't become a worldwide superstar, yeah. but I think with the music he was doing and how he was doing, Elvis would have became a star. It's not to the extent we know Elvis as. Maybe. I, I, he, at least in the South, if it's not the, maybe America. It's the jump from Sun Records to RCA that did something. That yeah. Colonel Tom Parker sort of facilitated yeah facilitated that i think that's what did it and you you wonder it's like if it wasn't for colonel tom parker being this aggressive sort of carny promoter would that have happened and it probably would have eventually but would it have happened in the time frame that then allowed elvis to be elvis yeah and you don't know that so while he's the bad guy he's also sort of the good guy you know, he's the one who helped him buy Graceland and helped him, you know, even though he's manipulating him for his own reasons, any promoter, I think, does that. That's And that's what I'm saying, is he weaved it in a way where you're like, okay, you did that to like the RCA thing, yeah. and the, we're going to get you into movies, you're going to go to the Army, which would be a financial hit to Tom Parker, because Elvis isn't making you money while he's in the Army. Of course. So, I get I get those things, but yes, he is skimming way off the top, and he's... Yeah. Using Elvis's name without Elvis even knowing about it and all that. Yeah, and the, um, the Christmas special the incident. Christmas special. I had never heard that, so I'm curious to know if that's actually true. Because I know the 68, if you've never seen the 68 comeback special, it's amazing that's TV. the leather jumpsuit one. Yes. I have seen it, yeah. It is, it's amazing about. to watch. And if the way it played out in the movie is the way it really happened, it's like, yes, Elvis should have made the jump from the one management to the other management. Could still be alive. Could have been way bigger than he actually was, if that's true. And I haven't dug in enough to know, but it's like that whole Christmas special thing was fascinating to me. Absolutely. You know. Um, to answer your question, I'm going to take a long walk back. Mm -hmm. I think, yes, Elvis would have been big. I think the climb would have been a little longer. And it may not, we wouldn't have gotten the Elvis we had gotten. Like like the over the top sensation and all that, maybe not. But I think in America he probably becomes famous. He probably finds his way into movies with some success. But it would not have been the way we know Elvis. Tom Parker did a lot of that. I'm not yeah. saying he didn't. Oh yeah, and no. That, and yeah. you've told me that for years. And I they really highlight it in the movie. He didn't write squat, and no. he covered everybody and wanted to cover everybody, and that's fine. So Tom Parker, from that extent, would have been great. But yes, I think Elvis would have been successful. It's just, it's not the king as we know him. It's something different. He may be more of a, I, I'm trying to think of someone I can compare to without offending, but like he would have been a famous act, but would not have been what he was. Well, and you know, and you, you don't know, without Colonel Tom Parker, he came comes back from the army and immediately starts doing those movies. Those movies are what really jump-started him back the 68 comeback specials called that because that was really more him going back into being a musical performer instead of this yeah. uh, movie musical guy. But without and, Tom Parker, does he ever go to the Army is the bigger question. Well, the Army seemed to be more of a, a reason for him to get out from under the uh, the 
the curse that was on him for the dancing and the you know the but what I'm saying religious is, right at the time without Tom Parker he doesn't go all over the country he stays in a place yeah that's comfortable that's, with how yeah, he is in the south so he he might stay there and become famous that way and it but it builds he, he you know he can start expanding when it's a little more acceptable to do that because everybody's coming to you well no why don't we bring you to them well if you look at other saying. people who came out of Sun Records Johnny Cash was one. And Johnny Cash moved up, but Johnny Cash never moved in the movies. No. You know, he never, he just stayed a big music star. It's like, so does Elvis never move in the movies, never have to, does he stay in music and become a bigger music star? But the star way they portrayed really Elvis was. in this movie, now again, this is just how they're portraying him. He yeah. almost seemed like he wanted to be an actor, but he wanted yeah. to be James Dean. He wanted to do the big dramatic right. roles, not the light, fluffy musical and he, movies. I, I think it's Flaming Star is the name of the movie, where he actually does a dramatic role. And he's not bad. No. He's not terrible. But, you know, come on. I love, be that. I either. want to see Viva Las Vegas. I, it's Elvis, and that, this is maybe just me, but I love those movies. There's not an Elvis movie I won't watch. And my wife's like, I drive her crazy. He's like, come on, it's Elvis. He's going to sing it two minutes, and Anne Margaret's going to dance. <laughs> but is that, and I'm not trying to get too philosophical yeah. here, is that just because that's all you know? Yeah, maybe. If, if Elvis is, you know, if Elvis is the third actor in like Deliverance or something, right? Like if he's in like a serious movie or whatever you want to pick, he's one of the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, is it maybe a little bit easier to say, yeah, but because all we know is, you know, Viva Las yeah, it's Vegas, possible. <laughs> that that's all we're gonna, that's all we're it's gonna possible. be able to see and, him in. And that's the Elvis that that was the Elvis that I grew up with. Grew up he on. was my, you know, it wasn't the the Wiggly Elvis, it was movie Elvis. You know, yeah. Elvis on the the surfboard or on the water skis that's clearly on a back lot somewhere and somebody's spraying water at him. He's never really on the water. The, those Elvis movies, I like I said, I will still sit and watch them. But yeah, I think without those movies, mm-hmm. I think he just stays in music. I think they would have, and nothing wrong with that nothing because I love Elvis. I love Elvis. It was the first album I ever bought was an Elvis album, yep. Moody Blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, look, and we could debate this all we want. There's no yeah. real way to ever know. No. Everybody, I think because we know how big of a star he was, it's almost impossible to believe he wouldn't have found a way to be yeah. big in some form, whatever right. that form is. So um, before we get to the – again, this movie's already out. We're doing this more as a fun rating system. Sure. Before we do, I have to pay credit to one person, Alton Mason, who played Little Richard. Yes. He was perfect Absolutely. as Little Richard. I, I was watching that, and I'm not a huge Little Richard person. I, I like some of his music and all that. But I was watching when Elvis goes into that bar, and I saw that, and I was like, wow. That, like, knowing what Little Richard, because everybody remembers the long-haired, purple jumpsuit Little yeah. Richard. And the older Little, Little Richard. Richard. that actually, yeah, was like, wow, that is amazing. He is phenomenal. Now, B.B. King, we don't really know a ton about. We don't know if that was a great. Uh, impression of it or not but right that was a great little richard absolutely I love he that. was that was as good as austin butler's elvis yeah, i, would, I would watch a movie with that yeah. man playing little richard, playing little richard. <laughs> yeah, he was phenomenal as little richard and absolutely if we, and if we get it he's perfect for it so yeah I, little i had to give him a shout out because that was phenomenal perfect in every way watching him get up on that stage and just going crazy it was great yes it was absolutely great okay rating system we do it the same way every time theater Stream now. You, we both streamed this one, but theater stream. Wait till it's on TV. If you had to, if you had to pick one for this, I would have still gone to the theater to see this. I just, theater. I don't go to the theater because it's mostly lazy yeah, <laughs> at this <right>. point. <laughs> but, but absolutely, this is well worth. It's worth 
the fourteen ninety nine getting HBO Max just to see this movie. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I would I, I I was happy to pay the fifteen bucks to watch this movie, where I would have paid what eight or ten at the theater. Yep. It was well worth it to me. It's like this is totally worth it. The music, Elvis's music is timeless. Mm-hmm. The covers they did. The only misstep that I felt was a misstep was, like you said, the hip hop yeah. in downtown Memphis. It's like it, it sort of took me out of it for a minute. It went away pretty quickly when the BB King appeared, and now there's the blues. Yeah. But that was the only part of it that I went, well, this feels odd. Every other part of it I thought was perfect. It's an excellent movie. Well, and I told you, when he's in the army with Priscilla and Casey Musgraves covers Fool's Rush. Yes thought it was a great i was like i don't know if anybody can do that song like him and i was like but th- if, if i was gonna go out and buy a song i would buy that song Absolutely. she did a great job for it um see you liked it more than i did i think that's obvious i would stream it again like i i would if i went if someone took me to the theater to see it i wouldn't have lost it i think seeing some of that on a big screen would have been a lot of fun yeah but at the same time i, I was just as happy watching it sitting on my couch turning it on watching it on the tv and i, I enjoyed it but like I said, the Baz Luhrmann part of it, I couldn't really stay with. It's like I, I would have liked a little bit. This is one time for a over-the-top entertainer, I would have liked a little more of a straight-laced movie. Just straight across the board. I don't need the dream sequences and the yeah. fantasy out of it. Lean more toward Bohemian Rhapsody and less toward Rocket yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, Which I love both of those movies, but yes, exactly. Yeah. At least with Elton John, I get it. Elton John was over-the-top. Elvis was, uh, most times Elvis was in a yeah. suit with a guitar. He wasn't over-the-top. You know, wearing these insane costumes. So, and I lean more toward it because I was a big Elvis fan. I yeah. loved Elvis when I was a kid. It was like Elvis was the best, and and it was still. I still remember where I was when they announced Elvis had died. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it was on TV, and we were in Blackwell, Oklahoma, visiting relatives, and my uncle was in the other room, and I went, Uncle Charlie, they just said Elvis died, and my uncle Charlie came in the room, and I remember he went, No, Elvis isn't dead. Elvis is a young man. <laughs> Like, that's not what the TV said, and he stood there and was like, oh, my God, Elvis is dead, and went back to tell the adults. Wow. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, yeah, again, this is one of those ones where I kind of waver. Yeah. I'm going to go more towards streaming, but I would say that, you know, if like if I had gone to see this in theaters like our friend Dave Rieger did, I wouldn't have been upset about it. Yeah, you wouldn't have been disappointed. But I, how I saw it was how I was comfortable seeing it. Uh, yeah. All right, so we're going to get out of this one, but before we do, this last one, you said you're a big fan, so favorite Elvis song. If I told you you can only play one, oh. what's the Elvis song you're putting on? Uh, I like uh, uh, the one that the, 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 the Casey Musgrave Fools, covered. That, Fools that's Rush, Fools I, Rush that I love fine. that one. I love In the Ghetto, In the which is great. incredibly politically incorrect. It didn't age well at all. Uh, Teddy Bear. It's a great okay. song. Uh, if there's one I have to pick, I'm probably <laughs> I'm probably going to go with In the Ghetto. I just think that's a terrific song, and it's got a social commentary to it. There you go. Um, like I said, uh, Fool's Russian is mine, but if I had to pick one, and I had to, like, if I'm looking for the fun, I, I can put it on the car because it's a short song. Uh, Jailhouse Rock. I, I yeah. love how Hello. that song starts. Is just him just going after it to start the song. I love it. So, yeah, there's... We could probably sit here and just keep rattling. You off can't go wrong. Even even that '70s album, Moody Blue, that the the uh, the title track, Moody Blue. I love that song too. It's like yeah. I just like Elvis songs. <laughs> they're, they're not bad songs to listen. No. To. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna do it for us here on You've Been Watching. Thank you, man. Thank you for more. <laughs>